Welcome surgeons. Residency didn't teach us everything we needed to learn to be a successful surgeon. While we spent our time caring for patients and learning how to operate, we didn't learn how to advocate for ourselves or navigate our career. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Vertries. I'm a general surgeon, certified coach, and founder of the Boss Business of Surgery series. This is where you'll learn those lessons not taught in residency. Hello, surgeons. I wrote an article a few months ago for Kevin MD called Physicians Need Growth Days. There's no question that physicians are overwhelmed and burned out. This is an unprecedented time in medicine with the pandemic. Suspicion in general of science and medicine and general divisiveness and hostility in the world is everywhere. But even before the pandemic, there was an epidemic of too busy. A famous quote often cited is medicine is a jealous mistress. I'm not sure who said it. I've heard it attributed to Sir William Osler and one of the Mayo brothers, but the sentiment is so accurate. There's no way to know all the things in medicine, and our patients are always in need of our time, our knowledge, and our caring. But it could be at the competition of the rest of our life. Many of us think we could get so much more accomplished if we just had more time. Why aren't we taking the time? Doctors need to start taking these growth days. Now, these aren't sick days, mental health days, or vacation days. Growth days are days strategically taken during the month that are specifically meant for personal growth. This could mean thought work, coaching, reading, exercise, connecting with ourselves, and connecting with other people especially. It's time off during the week to stop the treadmill of patience and obligations. I'll say it again, the major focus of a growth day is to stop the treadmill. What comes to mind when I think this, and this is really dating myself, it's an episode of I Love Lucy, where Lucy and her friend have a job where they start wrapping these chocolates coming down a conveyor belt. Well, they do such a great job that they speed the treadmill up. So it's to the point where they can't keep up. They're too embarrassed to tell the boss that they can't keep up. So they start stuffing the chocolates in their mouth to hide the fact that they can't keep up. Does that sound like your job? Sometimes the excess commitments are because of the fear that we can't say no. We can't quite look at why we can't stop, often because stopping may mean something about us. Buffering is a concept I heard about in coach training. It's doing something that we don't really want to do to avoid feeling something. I like Brene Brown's take on this. We feel pain, so we avoid pain because we're afraid of pain. So then we cause pain by doing something that we don't want to do. Too busy is a form of buffering. If we stay busy enough, we don't have to face the truth of our life. It's a way to be numb, similar to binging food or drinking alcohol. Being busy covers up how we may feel lonely or isolated, disengaged, and feeling empty. But you wouldn't know it by looking at us because we're spinning around looking ever so busy. How do we manage that? Well, we're unapproachable. We're disconnected. We've created a too busy armor around us. We won't be questioned on things that we don't know because we're too busy. We won't have to say no to something we don't want to because we don't want to do it. We could just say we're busy. But if we remain too busy, we're reacting and we're putting up fires. We remain, remain perpetually in a defensive position. But what if we weren't too busy? What would that look like? We would have time to reflect, to consider what we want and to actively work towards those goals. We could look around to see that what we've already had, what we're striving for, you know, what actually might be next. 
With time to reflect, we move from a defensive position and into an abundant space. We can remind ourselves of our achievements. This is the armor against the challenges in the world, showing gratitude for ourselves and those around us. We could take the time to ask ourselves critical questions, like the following. How is the job going? Am I satisfied? How could I be more efficient and get more out of my time in a day? How could I find ways to get others to help me so now I don't have to do this all myself? What can I let go? When I say take some time off, what are the thoughts that come up for you when I suggest taking this time off? What are the feelings that are coming up for you? There will likely be immediate resistance to the idea of taking time off for ourselves. They won't let me, and they could be anyone, administration, patients, staff, family. You may be holding yourself back with the thoughts, but I won't get the RVUs, the cases. My surgical skills will erode. I'll let my patients down. I have so much to do. And that list goes on. Scarcity keeps us stuck on the treadmill. Scarcity is a feeling that there is never enough. Not enough cases. Not enough money. Not enough time. Not enough of anything. It's an unsettled, sometimes frantic feeling. Brene Brown, in her book Daring Greatly, describes the properties of scarcity as shame, comparison, and disengagement. Only when we feel that sense of enough will we embrace a sense of worthiness, of boundaries, and engagement. By believing that we're worthy of taking time for ourselves, we will be able to continue to develop these characteristics that will lead us to be more resilient to burnout. Taking time for ourselves is not only helpful for productivity, it's necessary. These days fortify us against the bad ones. Have you ever just taken the day off? I mean, maybe when you were a kid, but how about since then? Not the post-call, I'm fried days where you just literally can't do anything, but the I'm choosing not to do anything today day. Pausing to stop can be a little overwhelming. Just like any new thing or something we haven't done in a while, it could take some getting used to. I'm still trying to get the hang of this because for me, every moment of time is a temptation to fill it with all the things I tell myself that I should do. Here's my advice, the advice that I try to follow myself. Doesn't always work, but I try. First, let all the expectations go, especially when you're first starting. This is not another source of stress or pressure. You know, I mean, you, some of us, how many of you are already starting to worry about how am I going to do this right? How do I take this day off right? But try this. Go for a walk or the gym for three hours. Shop, swim, reflect, read a good book. Take yourself on a date. Do everything that would give you something, some time to pause to reflect. This could be at work, but on your own terms. This is different than feeling like you have to be there. This may be how many of you start. Take a few minutes to catch up and then give yourself a break. But try and get to the habit of letting some work go for later, or better yet, for someone else. You know the kind of work I mean. Delegation is a theme we're going to deal with later, but try starting small. See what you can let go of. Try to give some of your tasks to someone else. Part of our hesitation of taking time off is that we haven't learned to control the inner turmoil in our head. The you have to do this to feel worthy kind of thoughts. The never enough, never good enough siren call of scarcity. These thoughts that come to us that feel urgent, 
They feel like the truth. But loud and urgent and scary don't make these thoughts any more true. They just lead us to freak out and lead us to buffering. Initial growth days should be pausing and writing down everything that comes into your brain so you can start to see how your thoughts are showing up for you. Most of us don't even know what our thoughts are because we're not paying attention. Once we start listening, then we can start changing our thoughts. We can look at them on paper and see how they don't really ring true. We can try to turn those thoughts around to those that will serve us. We can allow ourselves to be supportive, to provide unconditional love for ourselves, acknowledging what we've done and cheering ourselves on to get better. We can move from reactor to creator. This is a big theme you're going to hear from me. This is true for your approach with time, your to-do list, your money, your goals. This idea of not being a reactor, but being creator. Creators think of the future and make it start happening today. Reactors are just dealing with the crisis at hand, not progressing, feeling stuck, feeling like life is unfair. Reactors are people-pleasing, reacting to everything said, worrying constantly about how to win the approval of others. But that's the trouble with people-pleasing, isn't it? You're always reacting, and you're never going to get ahead because you're always at the mercy of that person you're trying to please. We think that we're making others happy, but we end up despising ourselves and resenting others. We should start taking the time to please ourselves. It is, the, it is only from this space that we could start helping others. If you think this is going to be a waste, or if you can't take a break because there's work to do, your brain is going to find ways to prove this thought true. If you tell yourself this is stupid and a waste of time, then you're likely going to squander the day and prove yourself right. If you tell yourself that they can't live without you and your confidence is dependent on them wanting you, then you will allow the interruptions. If you find yourself saying you really can't take the time off and then this feels true, then you likely have a non-sustainable job. Something is going to have to give. So give yourself permission. Take the days for yourself. Start to develop strong boundaries. Start to understand what you can and cannot do in a day. Setting aside days for us to reflect, listen deeply to our inner thoughts, and strategize the path we are meant to live are the keys to a successful life. If we're too busy and never take the time to stop, we will never see the path in front of us. Thanks for listening. If you found this helpful, share this episode with others. Help them give themselves permission to move from reactor to creator. And please follow the show and post a review. This will help others find the show as well. Let's change the culture of surgery to a sustainable career path for ourselves and for those who follow us. Until next time.